got life with a song. Joel, Joel. What song is that? Hey, do you know in India they call you Joel rather than Joel? And it took me a while to change yeah. the pronunciation. Welcome to Live Lunch episode five with Joel Virgo. I met a a, Virgo. a preacher who 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 was quite good on Hebrew once and he um he said that actually the right the right pronunciation for my name is Yuel. 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 And Yuel. he said he said um he said it to me several times. He said, You're well? And I said, Yeah, yes. I'm fine. Yeah. And and I, I, I honestly wasn't trying to be funny. Or maybe I was. I, I don't recall. It was appalling. Was it? It wasn't funny, even if I had been trying. So well. it's a good thing to put behind you and not it's bring like, up. It's like if our names combine, You're well. You're yeah, well. Yeah. Or just sure. my name is the you're point well. I'm making. Yeah. We don't need your name in this illustration. Much as I love your name, keep it out. Do you love my name? That's the nicest thing you said to me. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, it's not. Wow. You make me sound terrible. I said much nicer things than that to you. Haven't I? I, uh, I love your name. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh. Hello. Megan, you're finally... Oh! I'm so glad. Even yes. more glad than usual. Uh, can I... Can, yes. I too much for two can you explain... Wow. <laughs> wow. Can, 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 how come Megan... How come you went to get the food rather than being I part... Really Oh. So you wanted to ensure that we okay? We I get your stuff. point. So oh, should so you good. should you? There's quite a lot of sushi here, and I'm. Are there any chopsticks? Are we going hands? We're doing hands, aren't we? Yeah, we're going. We're, we're going biblical. I feel like there'll be loads of space. I feel like Come sushi's on. a risk, isn't it? Everyone gets lunch today. Let's yes. do that. Thank you, Tesco. They're the best kind of sushi. Mm. Is it? Is that what it is? Tesco sushi. No, mm-hmm. Are oh, you open to anything? High end sushi. Is it? Is it high end? <laughs> okay, I shouldn't have pushed you on that. Hey, has you got some? You got a sachet of some kind of fluid there that yeah, used to be. You, did you say you have an intolerance? Mm-mm. Why? Why are you not putting it on there? Is you, is you just like it? Or? I said I already have. You've already done some of them. Oh, gotcha. Let me just spread it around. Do you mind? Mm. Do you mind? It's too late. To Protest. There's a really know. good sushi place in the lanes, um, very near the seafront. I want to say Moshimo, but I could be wrong. I should mm-hmm. have planned this better. There's a really good place in the lanes with sushi. And they do like a 50% off during lunchtime deal. Really? It's really good and really good food. Oh, my word. Is it so really good? If you just Google sushi place in the Brighton lanes. My daughter will, will be a jealous. My daughter loves sushi. What, my eldest daughter. Mm. I don't really completely get it. I have to say, I'm sorry. Sorry if that puts me in a. I'm sorry. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. I should get it to myself. <laughs> no, well, I like fish. This is all right. Mm. Let me try this one. Really? Yeah, big time. Do you like sushi, Simon Breeding? It's okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't choose it in my top three four lunches. We've well, got more, more deliveries. Oh, oh come on. Yes. This gets better and better. And I've got a flat white. And you have that white. We can be friends. You can't yes. say that Thank I don't you listen much. to you. Thank you so much, Andrew. Coffee from the Villas. So good. Thanks, Villas. No problems. Mm-hmm. Bye, Andrew. Bye. Good man. Oh, fantastic. Mm. It's going well. So, yeah, that Noel Heikinen has a podcast called Recovering Hypocrite which is uh, him interviewing various people. And I, yeah, it was a privilege to go on it with him. He's a really uh, a smart, um, insightful and wise, humble, gracious 
guy who loves Jesus and loves loves the, the truth of the gospel and knows the difference it makes in the lives of ordinary 21st century people. Mm. Um, and uh, I, I recommend him a lot. He's written a couple of books. He's got the second one coming out soon called Wretched Saints. Mm. Wretched Saints, where he's, he's trying to help deal with the, 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 the both realities that we are um, people in desperate need of grace, um, still still being mended, still uh, uh, having sin dealt with in our lives, and yet at the same time saints, made holy, new creation. That kind of paradox is a big part of what the Bible teaches, and, and he, mm. he teaches it well. Do you know, one thing that helped me really apply this was I was in a conversation with Steve Horn, who is the pastoral guru for me personally, mm. uh, dear, dear friend and just a brilliant man. Mm. Um, and I was talking to him about parenting and, fi- and how I was just finding, you know, raising a young family and some of its struggles uh, and just my concern at my own f- shortcomings as a father um, and how that would impact my, my children. Uh, and, and he said that, he said it obviously a lot better than I am, but I'll summarize what the concept was. He said, your children do not need to see you as their savior. They need Jesus. So you do not need to live a perfect life for them. You don't, so you don't need to model perfection. You need to model forgiveness and repentance. Mm-hmm. And that they need to find their perfection and their savior in Jesus. They need to find their grace, not in you, in Jesus. So... They need to see that I'm a, I'm a weak man. They need to see that I make my mistakes. Yeah. But then they also need to see me repent and, and yeah, apologize. That's good. I found that so freeing because it just took me from being like, I have to be perfect for my kids. I have to be the perfect father, the role model father to say, no, I am. I make mistakes. I get it terribly wrong at times. Mm. Um, but I, I need to apologize. It's a, it's and a, need to see Jesus. Quite, quite a, you probably don't have these struggles because you are the model of... <laughs> No, that's correct. You know, I, I, I don't have those struggles. I don't have struggles mm-hmm. of any kind. No, mm-hmm. so there's a verse in, in where, where Paul says to Timothy, let your progress be evident to all, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a, an interesting verse. Let your progress be evident. Yeah. He doesn't say let your perfection be evident, mm-hmm. but your progress. And, and no one can see progress unless they see less than progress at, I don't see any progress <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if you don't if you don't if someone isn't making isn't failing you're never going to see yeah. so Paul says Timothy you've got people you, people got to be close enough mm. to you to know that you're not it yeah but they've also got to be close enough to see that you're growing yeah and that, that that's a that's a New Testament verse right there isn't it that's, that helps to kind of yeah. if we if we give the impression that we we've, we've arrived then we're yeah. Not obeying that verse. It also helps you in your relationship with, with other people. So I, I felt like sometimes I had to pretend to be perfect around people who, who don't know Jesus. Hmm. Um, and I, again, found that very, very hard, especially with people in your family or close people who who's live in your lives. Yeah. Uh, you can't pretend all the time, can you? You can, you can fake it if you don't, especially around the Christmas period and everybody's tired and all this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But just modeling, no, I, I'm not perfect. Yeah. I've not come into perfection yet. Yeah. Yes, but I need grace as much as you do, as much as anybody else does. Yeah. We all need grace. Yeah, that's it. So the thing that defines me as a Christian is not my behavior, but is my need for a savior. Yes, and my yeah. ability to to cling on to my savior. That's it. Yeah, Martin Luther used to say, "When when you tell me that I'm a sinner, you you please me greatly. You know, you you you, you cause me great joy yeah. because Christ came for sinners." And, yeah. and uh, 
didn't come for the righteous. And you know, it takes that reversal in thinking, doesn't it? it takes, you have to be quite radical in the way you, you have to s- deliberately step to a different vantage point and see your sin in a different way and start thinking, oh, this is the very stuff. One of the Lutheran theologians even said that we relate to God on the basis of our sin, which is a pretty st- dramatic way of putting it, but yeah, it yeah. actually makes a very helpful point. Yeah. The way, the, the basis of my relationship with God. Yeah. If I, if I don't start with the reality of my sin, yeah. uh, I don't start well, but, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, that's a that's a liberating thing to, it to is, hear. It is, it yeah. is. And if this has um, got you interested, please watch the podcast. We will drop the link below. Uh, yeah, and follow all Noel's podcasts. And, and There'll the be uh, without being falsely humble. They they are, there will be better ones than my one. That he he's interviewing some outstanding okay. people, so they're worth following. So we had planned to do a looking forward episode uh, to 2019, but then you called me into your office this morning and tore up the script and said, absolutely mm. not. Mm. I still want to look back at 2018 because I love to dwell mm. in the past. That the is past. my thing. <laughs> I also like me to... Me and dead scholars. I also like to, to resist anything that you come up with. That is also true. <laughs> I like to obstruct your plans. Mm-hmm. I see that as a joy. Mm. Mm. You I resisted you. Well, yeah. I didn't you just, find great success. I didn't just take the list. I, 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 when you'd gone, you don't know what I did. You that piece it. of paper, I just, I burned it and danced around naked. <laughs> it was, and I, I'm intending to just spend the afternoon doing the same thing. You know, probably for the next few minutes, people are just going to think about that. They're going to picture that. Why do you think I said it? Okay. I so like, you're dancing around naked wow. in your office so around a fire. Really Sushi. <laughs> do you think that's not edifying? No. no I agree. It's kind of... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yes. Table's yeah. yours. Table. What? I was going to say the floor's yours, but yeah. so sushi in my mouth. Okay. So I you're... should stop talking. Oh, as in, what do you want to talk about? Mm. I mean, I wanted to ask you now that you filled your mouth with food. <laughs> um, Johan, tell me what you're planning to do in 2019. What's What's in your heart? What's no, I think mind? you said you wanted to talk about some more highlights from your 2018. Well, yeah, I do. Or have you have you pushed it towards no, me? No, I, I I just realised you got you actually you were starting to build a sense of coherent plan around my mm. completely throwing a spanner in the works. So I, I think I'll throw another one in. So what are my just to vex you? My goals of 2019. I was thinking about this morning whilst I was on the toilet um, and contemplating what Excellent. we should do about this podcast. <laughs> uh, where we well, should put go. those things together in my mind. No, go. Um, after you tore up and burnt my paper mm-hmm. and I, I saw you dancing around naked in your office, I said, I need to go. <laughs> uh, is the one thing that I want to do this year in 2019 is really invest in my marriage. I was listening to a podcast by Tim Keller a couple of years ago uh, and, and he he talks about marriage being like like a garden. You you can't just leave it and expect to to bear fruit and to flourish. You've you've got to invest time in it and and, and tend to it and look after it. And so it does take planning and and thinking and action. Uh, I've recently got into uh, uh, looking after plants. By the way, uh, we were gifted a few plants, and okay. I've been Particular watering kinds of plants? the plants. A few succulents. I've, I even bought a cheese plant. Uh, wow. A couple of other plants. Cheese. Uh, a cheese plant. Uh, and I, I, I bought like a, a, a spray thing. You can like. So when you start saying I've, I've got some plants in my house and then start doing this, I get very worried. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. So 
yeah, and, and I've I've learned that you uh, I've been spraying them very often, foolishly the succulents as well, and so that hasn't mm-hmm. gone down well. So is that because uh, you sprayed them with poison? No, no. just you don't spray succulents. Do you not? No, you don't. No. Like you, you water the succulents. Okay. Not very often. No. So I learned the hard way to the death of some of my plants. To so, the death of them. Uh, yeah, okay. that you you, you can't over. No, no, you can't. Well, <laughs> you can't. You just danced around. Mm. <laughs> With my with my plant yeah. skirt on. <laughs> anyway, anyway, your so marriage. Go back, my marriage. Yeah. So, so I think just just getting into that thing of no, you've got to take care of a plant. You've got to look after it. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't mean my wife. She's perfectly capable of looking after herself. Is our marriage almost as seeing it as as a thing? Yeah. And and so planning a planning date nights in and I'm I'm a very spontaneous guy. I don't, I'm lazy. I don't like planning. Um, but but saying no, that's that's not good. You got to look after it. So so 2019 is going to be the year of love for me. Come on, yeah, wow. yeah. I like the sound of that. Yeah, year of love. Yeah, is that that sounds like a Johan Phillips album. <laughs> year of love. I can just see the front cover. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think the conversation yeah. we had. I I, st- I stayed away from what you said. I shouldn't say. Yeah, don't say. Yeah, I won't don't, say. Uh, I don't, yeah, don't even bring it up. Yeah, no. No. don't even bring it up. I wonder what the um, <laughs> what was like. I was going to say something really meaningful then. The uh, recommended reading. Yeah, yeah, but no. I mean, Tim Keller is a good place to start. The, his his and Kathy Keller's book on marriage yeah. is truly a wonderful book. Mm. And and the interesting thing is, it you know, I think for a single person who might be watching or listening, uh, you may be thinking, "Oh, this is this is not for me." This part, but I, interestingly. Um, their book on marriage is actually something you could recommend to, to to single people, to anybody at any stage. It's 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 relevant. It's got relevant things to, to say to anybody. Um, and I yeah, I highly recommend it. It's a very rich book, yeah. very very helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even like he does, they do a two part podcast on the meaning of marriage, mm. which I think is the summary of the book, and they they touch on the key topics. So. Yeah, whilst I would also recommend the book, I think if you've only got an hour or two to spend, mm. to spare whilst you're at the gym. Hey, I'll listen to the, the Joel and Noel uh, podcast in the gym. In the gym? Is yeah. It, you're practicing for the year of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, was thinking, I, was, I, was, I was stretching. Yeah, you've got to sure do that. I was yeah, flexible. Come on, the year's nearly started. Yeah. Pre-game. Yeah, yeah. New Year knew me started in December. Yeah. Yeah. Get those muscles let's, bring, let's bring it back to... Let's do that. Yeah. So what do you want to ask me? Well, you wanted to talk about some of the highlights that you've had in 2018. Uh, I, I, I would love to just mention a couple that I didn't mention last week. I mentioned New Day, which was which was definitely a highlight. The week after New Day was was special too, because we had our... My, my parents had their 50th, which um, in itself was special. But the way they celebrated it was they gathered their whole tribe, which is... A lot of people. There were thirty-one of us. They, wow. have, they they have five kids, of which I'm one, and we all have our own offspring. And uh, we gather together from across the oceans because my part of the family lives in in in, uh, in South Africa. So we we got together in a in a in a in a house that they hired for four nights, and um, it was the best bit of the summer. And it was this place in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of Norfolk. Not that Norfolk is nowhere, but a, a bit of bit of Norfolk that's that's nowhere in terms of quiet and just it was just blissfully warm, and it was such a blessing. And God was so kind because you think thirty one people, not you know, it's easy for something to go wrong. You know, either physically or, or just people to fall out or something to go, you know, families getting together doesn't always end well. Um, but it was such a, a precious time. And I, I'm so grateful to God because 
you just you feel I guess a little bit like what you're saying you, you invest in a garden over years um, and I guess it makes me want to encourage people to aim high with family even over Christmas to think well, what it, what is family for if it's not meant to flourish and, and be uh, be a garden you know something that you cherish and look after so that in years to come you've got something to, to enjoy and uh, and uh, be, be gratified by and it, it was it was like that I felt like God just blessed us and my, and my parents who would have prayed for decades uh, for huge chunks of their time uh, just daily for their family and for their children and their children's children I just watched over a few days as I could see God kind of honoring that that investment in prayer <clears throat> and um, yeah so let me encourage you to aim high with marriage with family with what if, if you say well I haven't got family I'm, I'm, I'm single I'm on my own maybe you feel a bit alienated by your family um, don't give up hope for how God might still I don't know, bring back to you, restore back to you the blessings of, of relationship and community and family because these are precious things. So that was a joy and uh, it, nothing significant went wrong. You know, there were some funny things that went wrong in a kind of a crazy domestic way, like things blowing up and the roof <laughs> falling in. But but that's all part of the fun as far as I'm concerned. It's kind of how we roll and uh, we, we ate a lot of food. And that. So that's is, good. Is this your way of making sure you get really nice Christmas presents from your family? <laughs> yeah. Um, and Virgo uh, family, if you're watching, Joel yeah. said some really wonderful things about you. Some wonderful things about you. You can find his Amazon wish list <laughs> in right. the description. That's right. The show notes. <laughs> you go there. Wish list. Um, so there was that. I mean, I also wanted to mention, um, I guess, one or two nice trips recently, which well, I say nice trips. Some of them, it's just kind of busy work, but you get the privilege sometimes of doing stuff in places where you... Um, you get to see a different world. And I, I just week, weekend before last, so this is a bit 10 days ago, we we're in Harlem. Mm. Um, so we, with the Amsterdam church plant, there's a, there's some people in the Amsterdam church who are who live in Harlem, which is only 20 minutes away from Amsterdam. And so they, they travel in and uh, there's, there's some groups there. And I was just going to meet with one of the leaders there and spend some time, but it was so good to be in that, in, in that part of the world. I mean, Harlem is an amazing place to be on a Saturday anyway, mm. because it's like this incredible town market, which is busy yeah. and bustling <laughs> in the winter. But it was the build-up to Christmas as well, so it was kind of that on steroids. And it was like everything you'd imagine about a kind of a medieval or, you know, early modern European town um, with the kind of Christmas vibe. Mm. And it, it was just so much of it, so much fun. And uh, just all kinds of different touches to it. Like the, the town hall has got like a huge whale bone hanging from the ceiling, which I thought there's got to be some story behind that. Maybe the, the locals, you know, the, the sailors of Harlem at some stage went out and took down a whale and attached its bones to the ceiling. I just, I just love stuff like that. I think, man, it's fun. So I, I Harlem is a great place to visit and uh, yeah. enjoyed that. So Harlem is my favourite place in the world outside of Brighton, place I'd love to live in. Wow. I love Harlem. Do you know Corey Ten Boom's house? Yes, yes. Yeah, so we, we, I, I wanted to go Beautiful. in, but it was, um, you have to uh, apparently set up an appointment, which is what, mm. either that's true or Matt Simmons was trying to just get out of taking me there. Sounds um, like a Matt Simmons he, thing to do. He, he may have just said, look, yeah. I'm really sorry. So Every time somebody comes, they want to see this house. And like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> it's a million times. So, but it, it, yeah, I'd like to go there another time because that's quite a story. Yeah, yeah it's a beautiful place. Mm. Mm. Any other highlights? Um, we've got a few more minutes. There's one thing I need to talk about, but do you have any... Well, I guess I could <coughs> I could mention um, a few other things that are to do with traveling. I, I had a, uh, um, a, a privilege of being um, 
in in the the Peak District in October, just for a short part of the half term break, just got away for a few days with the, with the family and with some friends of ours, the the, the foreman's family in the church, and we um we we had um, just an amazing time, and so just going to places where you you get to experience crazy nature because we went up Mantour, which is one of the the highest of the peaks in the whole district, but the wind was unspeakably ferocious. It, it was like I was literally holding on to my son, I think almost by his ankles to stop him flying away. It felt like that kind of a, but we all managed to get to the top and, and we were kind of holding on to the beacon thing as, as about, um, I guess about what, 12 of us all kind of literally hanging on to, to stop from falling off the hill. It was really strange. Wow. But then we went into, a, in the same day, uh, this mine that is underneath the ground and uh, and it was just it was, it was for reasons that it, it's kind of touristy place you can go underground by several hundred feet and uh, you know it's this ancient kind of potholing place um, but um, it was weird because I just finished preaching on Jesus ascending to the highest place and descending as we're going through the creed and uh, you know, or descending the other way around and, uh, and so it was funny just kind of doing almost that physically going to the depths of the earth and ascending so it's funny how sometimes you kind of act out just in a in a physical way some of the stuff that you kind of see happening in scripture but um it was it was just a brilliant time i recommend it i recommend places like that go go to those amazing parts of england which are mm. nice as well as the places overseas so anyway there you go a bit of reminiscence from the holidays mm. so you are ascending <coughs> and you are descending yeah I was, i'm coming into land now the on the story. point that you wanted to Oh, well, there's a couple of things we need to point forward to in 2019. The first thing, which I haven't really chatted about you with mm-hmm. you about this, is the Thrive preaching series that we're mm-hmm. going to start at Emmanuel in January. Do you mm. want to do a quick summary of what Thrive is all about? Mm. So everybody starts the year off with a kind of New Year, New Me, or New Year, New You kind of. You know, it's it's natural to start dreaming about the year and seeing it as a, a kind of a turning over a new leaf, you know, coming out of Christmas, coming out of um, resting, uh, relaxing, maybe feeling like you've relaxed a bit too much. Um, and so everyone comes into January generally with a kind of, okay, I'm going to hit the gym again. I'm going to start um, a new time management regime. I'm going to get up a little earlier and all the rest. And some of this stuff is brilliant and it's a wise move. If you can sustain some good resolutions in the start of the year, I, I, I think it's it's fine, but I think to do that well, uh, as as someone who loves Jesus, it's important to kind of put him at the center of it. Mm. Um, and we just want to talk for four Sundays about how do we steward our lives um, well? How do we steward our time? How do we steward our energy? Um, does does the Bible have much to say about these practical these practical parts of life and to help us flourish well as people? Everybody wants to flourish. You know, all the self help books coming out. There's so many good things coming out that are really helpful on building good habits, um, uh, you know, building sustainable kind of life patterns. There are some excellent things out there and we want to bring some of the wisdom of that in, but, but understand that uh, everything should be seen through the lens of who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. Because if we don't put that first, our flourishing will end up being a little bit hollow Brilliant. and, uh, and it won't ultimately have any eternal significance anyway. So we want to see things through that Christ centered uh, perspective. Brilliant. So <clears throat> first Sunday of January is the first Sunday, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Of January that we mm-hmm. kickstart the Thrive preaching series, mm-hmm. a four-week preaching series, which we will be discussing during live lunch uh, and well. unpacking some of the truths that yeah, yeah. UL has shared with us <laughs> over those first Sundays, in, in those first four Sundays in January. We have a question from the audience. Oh, yeah. 
You do. Oh, it's actually a question on the Thrive kind of stuff about New Year's resolutions. Hmm. Um, do you make any? And in the context of what you're saying about Christ and thriving without Him, is there a way we can make resolutions in a redeemed way rather than just a kind of punch this guy? Hopefully, I'll do it. What, what's your recommendations? I don't know if we're here from you again before we hit the place of Jan. So I'm going to. Four minutes to answer. Okay, Simon, I think. I'm going to ask you to answer that question because I think you'd give a, a very good answer. No, I'm asking you. This is this podcast. <laughs> if you want me to launch my own podcast, <laughs> I, no. I would love to. No. There you go. Launch, launch your it. launch your podcast. Go on. Launch it for two minutes. Go. Yeah. Have you got an answer? I, no, I want to know. What you you really want to know what I'd say? Okay. Uh, do I do New Year's resolutions? Um, no. Uh, I, well, I, I I have done. I have done. But I, well, but I'm going to ask you the question. You were like, no, I don't do that. Well, I probably have done, but okay. I wouldn't do it very, very t- typically. And, and um, not because I think they're wrong. I just think to do them well is probably not to do them too too quickly and too, uh, you know, too flippantly because I couldn't keep to them. Um, but there have been some that I've kept to because I've really gone for it um, as a kind of, this is a particular one this year. Um, so there's just a few. Yeah, I, and I think the ones that I've done have generally been to do with trying to, maximize time especially time with god and trying to think how can i get more time in the bible more time praying and those have been the most important decisions anyway in terms of time management and i've tended to make a few of them over the years in january and most of them have worked actually by god's grace um most of them yeah so a little bit earlier in the day or i'm going to set this time i'm going to get through the bible that kind of stuff that leads me to our final point Hmm. Bible in a year. Yeah. We are doing something new at Emmanuel this year, mm. January 2019. We yeah. are, do you want to tell us more about it? Well, we, we always encourage people in Emmanuel to pray and read their Bible daily, get time in the Bible every day, and get through the Bible in a year if, if, if you can. And we've occasionally recommended a few schedules or models for doing that. We're attaching a, a page on our website and a few materials that we would highly recommend to, to use. Any Bible in a year plan is worth doing. Some some are recommended more than others. As far as I'm concerned, anything that gets you through the Bible in a year is a good thing. So I don't really care which one you do, as long as you read your Bible, just do it. Um, and, uh, and, and use whatever scheme works, because that's the main thing. But there are also some, some excellent t- writers out there who've done some devotional writing, which can be a, a real help too. I mentioned Glenn Scrivener's one last week. Happy to mention it again, um, you know, um, Between the Lines, I think it's called. That's coming out just this last few weeks, specifically in the Old Testament. He's bringing out the New Testament one soon. Um, but then there's people like D.A. Carson. Um, uh, just Google that or Amazon that. D.A. Carson stuff on daily Bible readings. Paul Tripp, uh, T-R-I-P-P, Paul Tripp. Um, again, these are people who've done, I think, truly particularly good yeah. week, uh, daily Bible reading plans. We will have a web page live soon with all this information on it. Yeah. But I think the the, uh, the thing that I found quite interesting is um, we're going to do it together as a church. So it means mm. you can get together with a few friends, start mm. a WhatsApp group or something and say, yeah. let's just go through the Bible together. Yeah. I think we'll be dropping videos across the year. Uh, you're just doing a few. Yeah. We keep talking about it. We keep plugging. You keep, we make sure it's fresh. Um, but yeah, f- find people who you can read the Bible with. Um, yeah. So a few of us Doing the Bible and, reading and you can together. do this. The if the thing that I've found is I've I've now for, for a few years read the Bible every every year. Um, the first year it feels a little bit more like a uh, you're, you're, it's a little bit of a, a challenge. It can feel like hard work. 
the reality is it gets easier and easier every year it gets easier and easier more and more clear what you're reading more and more, you get more and more confident more and more um uh, familiar with what Brilliant. you're reading in a healthy, helpful kind of way. We will keep dropping tips yeah. and encouragements about reading the Bible throughout the year. We are out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, have a great Christmas.